You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Yo, what's going on, Rush Nation? Welcome into today's absolute monster of a show. There's just two of us... Wait a minute, hang on. You must be joking! (laughs) Who's that on the horizon? There's three of us in the studio today, and uh, the fourth member of Five Yard Rush is currently on the phone line. Murph, how are you? Good, mate. Not bad. Uh, still on the old peppermint tea diet at the moment. Just got a little bout of something that isn't quite going. But you hear that before I sat down next year. Oh, it's all right. It's not contagious, mate. But it's just, uh, <laughs> it's just, it is the way it is. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the beers. But uh, I'll make up for it then. But uh, it's really good to to be here to to start off this incredible. Uh, podcast we're gonna we're gonna take you through it, it would be remiss of me not to ask you sparky how you're doing i would just like to point out that sparky has reported to spring training or whatever it's called two weeks before levy on bell so he won both the bell bets this season hey! so congrats sparky and welcome back can i get his contract no we can't offer that okay how you doing yeah i'm all good i'm ready to go stoked and looking forward to it don't know we humans We've come a long oh, way. Sparky, yeah, man, what are you doing? Back and he's making noise already. It's hard to believe. The purpose of this pod is we're going to do an entire first round 2019 NFL mock draft. So Chris is going to act as the commissioner. 
I'm going to be the draft analyst um, to give you just a bit of a brief overview of the picks. Um, so the format tonight is we'll be covering through the first round. Uh, Chris will announce the picks. I will give a brief general reaction. And then we've got GMs from all the teams picking in the first round um, who will be going through and giving you a reason as to why they've selected the player. So to give you some insight, we have had some trades pre-start of the draft. So the Vikings have taken the 27th pick off of the Raiders. In exchange, the Raiders have got back a 2019 fourth and sixth round pick, as well as also a 2021st for when they open their new home in Vegas. Uh, the Colts and the Patriots have traded. So the Colts have traded up two picks to get the 32nd pick. And the Patriots have traded back to the 34th and have picked up 135, uh, 135th pick this year. The Cardinals and the Redskins have traded. The Redskins have traded the 46th pick in this year's draft to acquire Josh Rosen. So the Cardinals have gotten rid of Josh Rosen in this scenario. And the Texans and Giants have done a trade where the Texans have received the 17th overall pick uh, from the Giants, who acquired it originally from uh, Cleveland for Odell Beckham Jr. as part of that trade. The Giants have traded back to the 23rd overall. They've acquired the 220th overall pick this year and also a 2020 third round pick. So the order will be slightly different and there might be some trades going on through the draft, which we'll try and keep up to date. So I guess now we are officially on the clock with the Arizona Cardinals. Commissioner, I think you'll find the pick might be already in. The pick is in. With the 101 of the Five Yard Rush mock draft, the Arizona Cardinals and their general manager, Nick, from Five Yard Rush, is taking Kyler Murray. Guess not a surprise, considering uh, they have traded Josh Rosen for that second round pick. So uh, I guess this is uh, no shock to absolutely anyone, but we'd like to welcome Nick on to explain the thinking of trading Rosen and getting Kyler Murray. Nick, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, good to be back. Um, yeah, as you can imagine, uh, I took a lot of stuff into consideration uh, with with this pick. Um, considered trading back, considered uh, using this pick to uh, take some of the kind of extremely talented defensive players that you see uh, at the sharp end of the draft. Um, but in the end, watched the tape, did the homework, and uh, felt that uh, with the kind of football that uh, we as the Cardinals uh, aspire to play, that we couldn't really pass up on a player of, of Murray's ability. It's a rare that you see kind of player like this who combines so much athleticism and so much um, kind of escape ability with such a, a strong arm and ability to make throws. Um, he's made make some incredible downfield passes, but also obviously ability to um, escape and ability to uh, to move around behind the the O line. Um, given obviously that was an issue for for us last year. Um, and uh, we've been, we will plan on rebuilding the O line and, and making some significant changes as we've already done so far. Um, but but uh, having Murray there is, is going to be key. Also demonstrated uh, exceptional running ability, um, over a thousand yards in, in in college last year. Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, his ability to to read and pick apart uh, defenses. People have talked about his height, but. It's just not in the numbers, as far as I can tell. You look at his quarterback rating. You look at um, the number of passes that he had batted down last year. I think it was four, which was tied with um, for, the, for the fewest in the league. Um, and quarterbacks maybe slightly taller, but not to similarly to similar height. You think of Russell Wilson. You think of Drew Brees have been hugely successful in this league. So uh, it's not something to worry too much about. We know that there's a lot of work uh, to to come back from for where the franchise was 
last season, uh, going three and thirteen. And we feel that with Kyler, he's a kind of centerpiece that we can we can rebuild the team around and and can play the type of football that, that we want to. We are, we did consider other picks at, at this point. We looked at Jonah Williams. Uh, said no secret that our O line needs work, and and he would have been an excellent addition. Uh, Nick Bosa and Quinnen Williams also featured highly. In the end, felt was Murray was the was the right choice. Perfect. I think that was uh, brilliantly put. Really good insight into the front office there, and I think you've gone above and beyond the call of duty there with the explanation. I think everybody can understand what the Cardinals are doing, and yeah, makes uh, makes sense after trading Rosen. So you've got to be happy with what you've got back. Nick, thanks very much for your time. Really appreciate the explanation and and the time thought behind no it. No problem. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon for a beer. Sounds good. All right, mate. Take care. Right then. You too. Cheers. Moving on, the pick is in for the San Francisco 49ers at two. Tom Deacon, our man from Ice the Kicker, is making this pick. And with the 102, the San Francisco 49ers are taking Nick Bosa. No surprise there, considering Kyler Murray went one. No, absolutely not. Um, You can understand this as arguably Nick Bosa is the best player in this draft. And San Francisco have gone best player available. With the trade being announced for Josh Rosen, I think this made Tom's decision very easy. But let's hear from the man himself. Tom, pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? Tom, you there? Yes, I am, gentlemen. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Good to have you. How are you doing, oh, beautiful. Um, I'm very well. Just obviously over here in San Francisco right now. Um, it's, it's, it's tough to get on this line. Um, but I've been given the trusted job of picking Nick Rosen. I think it's uh, going to make sure that our offensive line is rocking on all cylinders last year. We needed a pass rush, and he was the best man on that roster um, and the lineups that we've got. In. Yeah, I think it's a, almost like a slam dunk, no-brainer pick. Was there anyone else you were considering for this one? Uh, obviously, Josh Allen, the Kentucky man, was there. But, I mean, Nick Bursa is an every-down defensive end that we really wanted. Uh, we lost three games by about three points last year, and I think with that player on our offensive line to get those stats against the opposing quarterbacks, not giving them time in the pocket, I think we've really got a chance of uh, getting a few more wins this year. And um, we only had seven takeaways. That's uh, two interceptions last year and uh, five fumble recoveries. So we really need um, something different on our offensive line, and, uh, and we've got that defensively. Yeah, I think it uh, makes sense. Slam dunk your front office will be delighted with this one. Um, Tom, really appreciate your time. I know we caught you out in public. Um, um, just tell everyone what podcast you host and uh, why they should tune in. I right, should definitely tune in for myself and Charlie Hawkins. He'll be picking later on for the Green Bay Packers. You should tune in uh, if you want to hear about every 30 teams in the NFL. And it'd be a pleasure to have you on board and uh, build a community. So thank you very much, gentlemen. I've just got to go back over the Golden Gate Bridge now. So uh, I better take a bye. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks, Tom. Love it. Take care. Speak soon. Right then, on to pick three. Pick is already in. The number three pick, the New York Jets are taking Josh Allen. David? David's not, but Tom is. Oh, Tom, welcome. Hiya. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. We, we really appreciate it, you. No, no, absolutely not. We're uh, quite excited to be involved in a draft where we're not looking for our franchise quarterback for a change. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes complete sense it must be nice to to have someone that you trust and, and fall behind and uh, what, what did you think of uh, Darnold's uh, year last year to, to be expected uh, made some made some mistakes early on there were there were some games where 
particularly when we were chasing a lead, Miami, in Miami, in particular sticks out where, where some mistakes were made. But when he returned after the foot injury, week 14 onwards, we, we saw some real glimpses of, of what could be a special quarterback. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's an exciting time to be a Jets fan. Yeah, definitely. So talk to us about why you've selected Josh Allen here and explain what, what you're looking for here and uh, and what you're excited about having him on board. Well, in terms of picking in that top six, eight picks, we, we need to get decent value for it. And, and, and edge rusher is where we were going to get value. We loved Bosa, but Allen's athletic. Um, and also, I really like the idea of Josh Allen getting sacked by Josh Allen for the next five, six years. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think that's a, quite a nice poetic uh, visual that we can enjoy. I think uh, I think I might mention this on the pod, the uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man uh, meme that goes around where they're both pointing each other in the same outfit. <laughs> Could get used a lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's going to happen for a few years, so it's great. Guys, why don't you tell us... Uh, a- about your, you've just launched a, a podcast, haven't you? And and talk about some of the great work that you, uh, you Jets guys do. Yeah, it's 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 in its embryonic stages. I think there's been three episodes so far. I've not been fortunate enough to to be on it just yet, but I'm I'm waiting for my opportunity. Um, and like I said, we've got quite a, quite a, a large and growing community of Jets fans, um, and you can find it on podcasts at UK and Island Jets. Awesome. Well, look. Um, We'll chat in a bit more detail uh, as the season rolls on. We'll try and get you guys on maybe for a bit and uh, talk some some proper football. But it's good to good to finally sort of talk and uh, good luck on uh, getting that podcast out there. We we share links to it, so hoping that's um, one to uh, that our listeners follow and, and enjoy. But uh, appreciate you coming on and uh, yeah, really good pick, enjoying that. So take care, have a good one. Excellent, thanks, guys. Without further ado, moving on to number four. It's the Oakland Raiders. It's our boy Chris from All32. And they are picking Quinnen Williams from Alabama. Chris, are you there? I am. How's it going, lads? Good, yeah. thanks, mate. Yeah, really thanks good. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. So, obviously, for the purposes of this, you, you are a Browns fan. But seeing as the Browns aren't picking in the, in the first round anymore... Uh, we, I gave you the option to pick an exciting team and you took uh, none other than, than Oakland. So why don't you go ahead, first of all, explain the trade you made to get rid of the 27th pick, uh, what you felt that, that was allowing your franchise to do. And then second of all, explain your, your pick for, for Quinn and Williams. Yeah, so first of all, on the trade I've made later on the draft to get rid of the 27th overall, I just don't feel like there's value that deep in the first round this year. So I just felt it'd be better for the Raiders to stock up on another first rounder next year and have too late more lottery tickets as such in, in this draft. <laughs> so that was the reason for that one. Uh, the reason I've gone Quinn and Williams, I think he's going to be an outstanding player at the, in the NFL. Uh, I don't like what the Raiders have at, on anything on the defensive line at the moment. So he's an instant upgrade there. And, and that's it, really. Um, I love how quick he plays and how, how strong he is and how he can fill the gap. <laughs> It's gone very sea like swimmingly. <laughs> First interruptions. I think we'll take it. Um, but yeah, I tried to play it off, but you know. <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're just going to blame. We're going to blame the Raiders front office. You guys seem to be having a party <laughs> with uh, AB. Now you got Quinn and William. Hey. You got Vontae's birthday in the building. I mean, you lot are just balling right now. It's not my fault that 
AB is already around Derek Carr's house. <laughs> <laughs> that suit was ridiculous. <laughs> Chris, you're going to be joining us later on, so we won't burn all the material now. But um, yeah, really good pick. Uh, big fan of it. I'd argue he's up there with Nick Bosa's best player available. So uh, to get him at four, I think uh, you, you would have been delighted with that. And uh, yeah, we'll speak in a bit. Nice one. Cheers, guys. Cheers, mate. Right, Rush Nation. It's time for the first, well, in-studio guest, I suppose, uh, host. Nick had one. It's the big man at five. Murph is representing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Fire the cannons. And he's taken my boy, which is slightly irritating. The Buccaneers, with the fifth pick, are taking linebacker Devin White. Explain yourself. Yeah, uh, first of all, cheers for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. It's a real <laughs> honour to, to be here and pick on behalf of the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We did try and looked at options of, of trading down and then we saw what was going on in in the room and uh, we saw Josh Rosen getting traded so we knew a quarterback would be going at one and then, you know, we, we were between a couple of players um, but Devin White was very, very high on our board and he's an absolute home run hitter for us. Uh, we, we lost Quan Alexander in uh, free agency um, to a huge deal to the 49ers. So we felt a need to to fill. It's probably our biggest need on the team is getting some quality uh, linebackers considering we're moving to that 3-4 top balls defense. Devin White comes from LSU. Uh, we have a long history of drafting LSU running backs. Quan went there. Um, we've got a history of many others as well that we've selected. Uh, Playing the toughest conference in college football. Uh, and he's, he's just not just uh, an absolute slam dunk pick for us who I think is going to do extremely well. But he slots in day one. He'll be a leader. He's got that great personality that makes him as a leader in the uh, in the locker room. And he's going to partner really well there uh, with what we're putting together. So um, we're really delighted to get this pick. I don't think it should be a shock to too many people that this is who we've taken. And I think it's going to work out very well for us in, in years to come. And we look forward to watching him explode onto the scene in the new year. Thanks for coming on, Murph. Appreciate the time. Absolutely no problem. It's a real pleasure and you can uh, listen to me more often on Five Yard Rush. Uh, (laughs) So until then, uh, see you later. Right, moving on. Number six, the New York football giants are selecting Montez Sweat, edge rusher from Mississippi State. And we have on the line, or should do, Jack from the Kickers Matter. Jack, are you there? How you going, guys? You all right? Yeah, good. Good to talk to you, mate. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You guys all right? Yeah, doing really well, really well. Um, so talk to us about uh, the Giants, the OBJ trade, which leads you to getting the 17th pick, which you then traded for the 23. So talk us through through that and then talk us through why uh, Montez sweat with the, the sixth pick. Yeah, to be honest, a bit later on in the draft, someone's already mentioned it. Um, I don't see there's that much value, um, what we need. We need to rebuild, rebuild our defense at the minute. Um, and I quite like the 2020 draft, so I was, it was, I was more happy to get more picks basically in that in that draft um, going forward. And as for Montez Sweat, we lost uh, Olivia Vernon to the Cleveland Browns via a trade. Um, and Montez Sweat um, is an ideal fit for our defensive coordinator, James Betcher. Um, he's a lanky, well, he can be a lanky and explosive linebacker. So um, yeah, and can. Pro- provide some much-needed punch on our team's pass rush. Yeah, I guess the question to all of our listeners was, uh, why why not a quarterback here at six? Um, 
I actually don't like the quarterbacks in this draft. I um I think there's more next year and I would prefer to go with the strength of this class, which is defence, um, and get the quarterback next year. That makes sense. Try and build up what you can and then get that quarterback next year um, and see what you do. Were there any other players you were considering here at six that went off the board that you would have liked to have had? Obviously, I would have liked Bosa or Allen, but um, <laughs> they've obviously gone um, where, where they should have gone, really. But um, no, to be honest, I was quite happy to get to it here. Um, he's a very versatile player, and I think, as I said, he'll fit our scheme nicely. Yeah. I agree. I think it's a good pick. Um, yeah. Heart condition, I don't think it's going to be uh, anything to worry about at all. So um, I think you've got a safe pair of hands there. And he's someone that perhaps wasn't getting first round consideration or very low first round considerations, but he knocked it out of the park at the Senior Bowl and did even better at the Combine. And someone who's got that kind of explosive speed is bound to be a success in, in the NFL. So good pick, Jack. Uh, I like it a lot and uh, look forward to catching up with you when you pick at 23. Yeah, I'll I look forward to catching up with you then, guys. Right, Rush Nation. Number seven is in the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they are represented by the one and only Sparky, who is in the studio today. The Jacksonville Jaguars have selected offensive tackle Jawan Taylor from Florida. Sparky, tell us all about it. Well, it's a twofold problem with the Jags. One, got to, got to do more to protect Nick Foles. Got to give him the opportunity. He has been lucky enough to play behind an excellent offensive line. Uh, and now I think uh, they're going to struggle slightly more. But obviously with this pick, that will that will help massively. Uh, a couple of things, obviously, uh, the Jags have let some defensive players go, so they do need to draft, uh, I think, defensively sort of heavy this time around. And uh, obviously creating the cap space for that huge contract for Foles uh, <coughs> came at a price slightly. But yeah, so there is that. It's protecting Foles and also helping the running game. Get Fennett going, hopefully... I'm getting injured slightly. <laughs> Would do us all a massive favour. <laughs> Love it. That's the Jags out. Next up is the Detroit Lions, joined by Jack from the Paul Brown podcast. And he, at number eight, has selected cornerback Byron Murphy out of Washington. Jack, are you there? How you doing, guys? Yay! Hey, good to have you on. Um, I know it's kind of a last-minute thing, but hey, you know, um, again, similar to Chris, you're a, a Cleveland fan and you're picking for Detroit. So we appreciate uh, you stepping in and doing that. Tell us uh, a little bit about Byron Murphy and why you've gone for him. Anytime there's an opportunity to come on a podcast and beat the drum for good cornerbacks, I am more than welcome to come on and help that cause. So Byron Murphy is the best cornerback in the draft. Um, closely followed by Greedy Williams, but I've gone Byron Murphy. Um, number six rated player on PFF's um, big board. Um, I think he's got a fantastic talent. There's just, for all the love you get for edge players, coverage is more important than pressure. You can scheme up pressure. You cannot scheme up coverage. And considering most quarterbacks these days, they're getting the ball out of their hands in less than 2.5 seconds. doesn't matter who you are. Not many edge players can ever get consistently to the course back in 2.5 seconds so it's all about loading up on cornerbacks as pff steve says you can never have a good enough enough good cornerbacks so byron murphy's my pick talented player six foot 175 pounds and redshirt sophomore and uh, i think he's just gonna be a fantastic talent that's gonna help elevate that defense yeah I, i i really do like the player i'm a little bit confused having listened to your podcast when you did have a first round pick 
you're really calling for for Greedy Williams to potentially be picked uh, by Cleveland, obviously when you had a pick. So why why uh, Byron Murphy and not and not Greedy Williams here? It's purely flipping the coin. Um, I don't think there's that much difference between them. Just as more wiser heads than mine have started going more Murphy than Greedy. Um, and for me, why not? I, I'd happily take either. Um, I think part of the reason why you were seeing sort of Murphy shoot up a little bit more in boards. So the, by the end of it, it wasn't really a question at 17 for the Browns. Um, but for me, take the best player. The other people I was looking at is edge defender Burns. Um, and then a tight end. I'm a big fan. You don't hear many people beat the drum for sort of awesome two tight end sets more than me with Fant and Hawk on the board. But um, they've signed Jesse James, and I think he is an incredibly underrated tight end. So there's the option there. But uh, no, it was going to be a cornerback if one of those two were available, and I've got Murphy. Nice. Well, why don't you tell people where they can find your, uh, your brilliant podcast, and uh, we'll let you get on your way. So it's the Paul Brown podcast. Uh, we go 365 days of the year. Um, so we're pumping out 20 to 30 minute shows every day. So uh, go check out Paul at, at Paul Brown underscore UK. Check me out at Jack Duffin. I do loads of cap work as well. So it's not just Brown stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm the guy that everyone hates. But then when the things I say come true, they then don't want to respect you for it. But hey, I'm providing good content and uh, very unpopular opinions. But uh, <laughs> hey, the world needs it. Love it, man. Let's do lunch next week, mate, because uh, our offices are very close. Uh, until then, mate, take care. Thanks for joining. I'll leave the office now. Have a good one. Thanks for coming on, Jack. Right, on to the ninth pick. It's the Buffalo Bills. And with the ninth pick in the first round, the Buffalo Bills have selected TJ Hawkinson, tight end from Iowa. Bills, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Carry hey. on, sir. Yeah, we can now. Hey. How's it going, hey. mate? Yeah, good, good. How are you guys? Yeah, really good. So last week we were on your podcast and this week you're on ours. So yes. <laughs> uh, keeping it in the podcast family approved. So appreciate yeah, absolutely. that. Um, talk to us about uh, Buffalo taking TJ Hockerson here at number nine. So, you know, just the, the modus operandi for the Bills um, for the offseason is to do two things to me. It's to protect Josh Allen and it's to give Josh Allen more weapons. And I kind of think TJ Hawkinson does both. So, obviously, he's going to be a weapon. He's going to be absolutely dominant like he was for Iowa. And he's going to continue to grow. I think there's a lot of growth there. He's obviously a very explosive athlete. He's got great hands and great yak ability as well. And obviously, that's great for Josh Allen. He, he's, uh, you know, his strength is going to be going down the field. And this will give uh, Josh Allen an option underneath as well, uh, where he can hit some layup throws, which is an area that he does need to improve, quite frankly. You know, and then you flip over to the other side of Hawkinson's game and it's blocking. I mean, you know, he's a proper tight end. He's not like usual uh, modern day tight end who is essentially just a massive wide receiver. He's a proper blocker. You know, he's straight out of the Rob Gronkowski mold. And I'm not saying he's going to be that good or he, you know, is that already. But he's definitely, you know, he's got the potential to be that. Um, so, like I said, I think he, he just suits the Bills in more ways than one. Um, he plays a dual role on the offense. And uh, yeah, I think he think he's going to be perfect in the Bills system and uh, just being a best friend to Josh Allen in both, like I said, the protection game and the pass game. Nice. What was the differentiator for you between TJ Hoxton here and, and Noah Fant? Um, like I said, he, Fant for me is, uh, is like a modern day tight end, let's say. Um, he's just a pure receiver. He can block, he's not the best at it, whereas Hawkinson, you know, offers that all-round ability. Um, and I think with the you know the changes that have been made on the offensive line and the the influx there, 
I think you just need to keep reinforcing that. And I think the kind of it's been kind of throwing enough mud at the wall and see what sticks, I guess. And you know, with a lot of the the uh, in, you know the incomings on the offensive line, and then Hawkinson's just going to kind of be another part of that on that offensive line. And then uh, you know, no fan wouldn't really add that. I don't think, in my opinion. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I, it's definitely a fair reflection. I think Hoxton actually would be a better fit for the Bills than, uh, than Fant, like you said. So I think that makes a uh, sensible move. Why don't you tell people where they can find uh, the full 10 yards if they're not already listening? Yeah, so I mean, if you're not already listening, then, you know, you're doing something wrong. But um, yeah, find us over at the full 10 yards on, you know, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, um, everywhere, everywhere you can find uh, Spotify, everywhere that you want to go for your podcasts. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, we've got at the full 10 yards, our handle. My personal handle is at Wakefield90. And then I think you'll be hear, uh, hearing from the head hunt show a little bit later on, and he'll tell you even more about us. <laughs> yeah, we do have Tim on in a bit, so uh, we'll get through to him there. But Lee, thanks very much for joining. Appreciate it. No, thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, continue the good work that you're doing. Cheers, pal. Appreciate it. Take care. See you now. Take care. So I'm going to take over commissioner duties for this one pick um, because Denver are on the clock. Awesome. Um, and our GM stocks uh, is waiting eagerly, so he's had to. He can't have both GM and commissioner roles at the same time. So instead, I've taken the reins. Though so with the tenth pick of the uh, five-yard rush NFL mock draft, the Denver Broncos are going to be selecting Devon Bush. Stocks, explain your pick. We need positions everywhere, <laughs> and yeah, that's it's just the way it is in this format of the NFL there's just too many holes to fill and we unfortunately only have one first round pick was looking to possibly trade up with the Buccaneers but they weren't doing business with me and they got the guy they wanted though we needed I think our biggest position of need is linebacker I considered tight end but Hawkinson had gone I think boots the system better with the way Victor runs his systems linebackers are the long-term defense is you know, prioritise a linebackers. They look a lot like Bush. They're a key component in Fangio's system, elite athletes at the position, and having a decent linebacker makes everything easier. The Swiss Army knives work best for Fangio. They're blitz sometimes, sometimes they cover, but they need to be able to shred anything and makes it to them. Bush is hard-hitting, he's effective in his zone drops, good at reading the backfield, he's physical and aggressive and makes outstanding contact. So I just think he suits our system perfectly. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, it makes sense. Can you talk to me why you didn't pick up uh, QB here? <clears throat> Excuse me, we signed Flacco for a two-year deal. I just think there's better options next year. And I think once we get a, a linebacker with Bush's quality, he's going to be starting for a long time. And I think if we build our defense around him and Chubb we selected last year, good couple of cornerbacks we picked up in free agency. And I think by picking up, you know, a mediocre cornerback, cornerback sorry, to sit behind Flacco for a year and or two, is not as good as options picking Bush this year and picking quarterback out of the better class next year. That's fair enough. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't say more than that. So cheers for, for jumping in and doing that. And now I'll hand the commissioner reins back to your good self. Now you're no longer the GM of. Thanks very much. The Bengals are picking at 11 and with the 11th pick of the first round in the five-yard rush mock draft, the Bengals have chosen Ed Oliver. Adam, are you there for the Cincinnati Bengals? I hope so. Yep, I should be here. Yeah, <laughs> good to have you on. So you you run the touchdown tips account on Twitter. Why don't you explain a little bit first of all about what that is and how it works? Yeah, started um, on Twitter a couple of years back uh, doing NFL betting t- betting tips. Um, I've recently extended onto um, the full ten yards as 
quite a few people on here have. Um, do a weekly segment on there with Tim uh, and Lee, just uh, going through any betting tips that jump out and recommending them to people. That's good. And uh, I think you've made uh, some listeners uh, a bit of moolah on the way. So uh, I think they'll be uh, secretly thanking you for that. Talk to us about Ed Oliver here at uh, 11, what your thinking is for the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals, we generally go for best player available. And he was touted as a top five pick um, a, a couple of years ago before suffering a bit of an injury. And possibly might have dropped this far because of um, some character issues. He had a bit of an argument with his coach who later got sacked. Um, he is a physical freak. He's um, been likened to Aaron Donald, uh, Geno Atkins, and he'll slot in nicely alongside Geno, uh, Carlos Dunlap, and Carl Lawson to give a really pretty impressive, uh, fearsome uh, defensive front. He had 22 and a half tackles for a loss last year, and his short, subtle speed in uh, testing was frankly ridiculous for a man of his side. He was quicker than Saquon Barkley, Deshaun Jackson, and a fair bit quicker than Aaron Donald in testing. So we generally go for best player available, like I say, and he's listed as a defensive tackle, but he can also possibly move over to linebacker because he's not quite as tall as general defensive tackles in the NFL, but he's pretty much similar to Geno. So we are confident he'll fill in nicely. Yeah, nice. Was there anyone else you were considering here, or was it uh, hoping that it would be at all yeah, the, there was the two linebackers, uh, obviously the top two linebackers, and there's a fair, fairly big drop to uh, the remainder of them, and we definitely need to improve on that area. Uh, and then the other possibility was Mr. Haskins. Uh, obviously, the Bengals QB room, we all know about the Dalton line. I think we can probably do for another year with Andy Dalton. Uh, we've already said that we're not going to discuss the, uh, an extension for him during this season uh, and we can get rid of him for very little so it's not the nicest thing to say to our uh, QB uh, but he's got the backing of Zach Taylor at the moment uh, and we can wait till next year as um, as Stock said for the QBs for next year's draft Nice Why tell people where they can find your Twitter handle Yep I am at Touchdown Tips on Twitter uh, website tdtips.com uh, during the season I do brief um, previews on every game that weekend and put my best betting tips out at the bottom of it cheers man thanks for coming on really appreciate it love the work cheers guys i'm glad to be involved cheers man take care next on the clock are the green bay packers charlie from ice the kicker is their gm and with the 12th pick the packers have selected brian burns edge rusher from florida state charlie welcome back mate how are you i'm good boys how are you two yeah, we're good, we're good. Your, your chair is currently warm today. Sparky sat in it. Yeah, I'm disappointed, hence why I only said, how are you two? I've, I've, I've chosen to not acknowledge you. <laughs> that is cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. It's nothing but love. It's all good. Love it. I'm, I'm very you. much enjoying this, uh, this draft that you lot have organised. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, been a bit of a headache on the way, but uh, we're really enjoying it. It's gone uh, as smoothly as it could do so far, so we'll, we'll take that. Talk to us then about... Uh, Brian Burns and why Green Bay are selecting him with the 12th pick. Yeah, I was ready to do my big Nate Burleson. Uh, we're the 13th times world champions. The Green Bay Packers select. I was getting ready to do it all. But uh, yeah, we've gone for Brian Burns. Uh, I think in edge rusher, everyone knows the Green Bay Packers have struggled somewhat in that department. Uh, we didn't get much 
uh, production out of Clay Matthews and Nick Perry, both who have now left the Green Bay Packers. So we need someone to come in, nurture, especially in the second year in Mike Pettin's uh, defensive coordinator system. Uh, obviously, we went big in free agency with a smash Smith brothers uh, at linebacker. So Brian Burns, hopefully, not all the weight will be on his shoulders. He can have time to develop because he still needs a lot of that. But he's, his RAS score is, is off the charts. It's just under 10, which is pretty much near perfect. He's got the length. He needs to develop stronger. He needs to get that man strength. So, But that, that, that's always something that can be picked up over time. Uh, but he's got the length and the athleticism. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great pick. Obviously, a bit gutted that we just missed out on Ed Oliver, the pick before. But Brian Burns is a, is no way means of a, a failing picker. Very excited to pick him up with the 12th pick. No, good pick. Exciting pick. Uh, he's going to slot in really well there for Green Bay. Uh, Charlie, you might be back later on, but if uh, in case you, you do some magic there with that 30th pick, why don't you tell us uh, uh, where the pod is and how the people can find it? Yeah, the pod can find me and Tom, uh, Ice to Kick a Pod. Uh, we'll be covering the draft uh, a little bit ourselves. We'll give you a little sprinkle of all news and get the fans' views out there. But yeah, hopefully I'm back at 30th. De- depending on how that ball, the ball falls, you may see me a little bit sooner or you may not see me at all. love it we'll see what happens uh, cheers Charlie appreciate it no worries take care boys bye mate cheers bye 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 with that being said Charlie's out possibly forever maybe sooner than you think we'll move on to 13 and with the 13th pick of the first round the Miami Dolphins are selecting cornerback Greedy Williams from LSU another one of the podcast guests it's Lee from All32 Lee I believe the background noise earlier could have been you can you confirm or deny this? I can deny this. <laughs> I was sitting in a room of silence. Okay, perfect. Carry on, sir. Explain your pick. Um, I've got to be honest, flying by the seat of my pants here a little bit because I didn't expect Greedy to fall this far. <laughs> um, but to be honest, this is all premised on the fact that um, I want to pay Xavier Howard and the best way to offset that slightly is to have a corner on a rookie deal. So I think he's good value at 13. I don't think you get there on draft day, but um, yeah, I think it you know fits a need. Gives Brian Flores another piece to use in, in the back end of that defense, um, so he can move people around and gives me the freedom to um, to pay Xavier and Howard. Nice. You had a lot of options here. Um, quarterback, for example, we've only had one off the board. Um, what was the the thinking of passing on quarterbacks at the moment? I got to be honest. There, there is a quarterback I like, and you never know. Maybe you see me again a bit later on. Um, Whoa. Yeah, but, and I, I just didn't like them this high up the draft, but I think there might be some value, especially with the fifth-year option, to, to pick one up later on in the first round. Um, again, watching Ed Oliver fall, I think it's probably I wasn't the only person who was a little bit excited about seeing Ed Oliver fall a little bit. Um, I've got personal mayor crush on Rashawn Gary as well, but I think we're a little bit better off at D-tackle than we are at the second cornerback spot. I think that, that spot right now is a little bit empty, so... That, that's what made made my mind up to make the late switch to Greedy Williams. Nice. I like that. Well, uh, Lee, why don't you tell people where they can find you? And uh, just in case you don't make it back later on, although it sounds like you've got something in, in the pipeline. Um, yeah, you can find me at the All32 podcast with Chris, who you heard earlier on, and we'll hear again. I believe he's got another pick in a little bit. So, um, yeah, come over and join us there. Perfect. Nice, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate cool, it. Man. Cheers. Thank you. With the 14th pick, Joel Bishop is representing the Atlanta Falcons and they have selected Christian Wilkins, interior defensive lineman from Clemson. Christian Wilkins is a little surprised to me he's going this high. He's a good prospect, uh, tested well at the Combine. 
Um, as you mentioned, interior defensive lineman has a lot of uh, you know play for Clemson, so you know you're talking about a national champion school. So he's got a, you know absolutely brilliant get up and, and tackling ability. Uh, strong player, a uh, little old is my only sort of concern with with Wilkins. He's coming into the draft process at his age 23. I believe we have a fan of Christian Wilkins on the line, and it's uh, Chris Moore 32. Uh, Chris, why don't you chime in here and talk a little bit about your boy and why you love him so much? I don't think you will find a higher character guy in the draft or anywhere currently in the NFL than Christian Wilkins. You show me a man that cares more about his team and his teammates than that, than him. Not only is he like such a great prospect to watch, but I think he is someone that you put in any dressing room and you've got someone that's going to be a leader on that team. Just absolutely love him. I think it's, I think anybody, I'd encourage anybody to go and watch any Clemson game for the last year and just watch how much the camera crews pay attention to Wilkins on the sidelines and you'll quickly begin to fall in love with him as a prospect and as a person. And I think having that type of person in the, uh, in the dressing room is almost invaluable. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there, there's some definitely good aspects to him. Um, and again, playing for the national champions, that's always going to, to help. So I guess he's got that, that winning mentality already. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on uh, now that he's been assigned to Atlanta although we'll see where he goes uh, for real. But Chris, appreciate you jumping on and we'll hear from you in a bit. Awesome. Cheers, guys. 15th pick is the Washington Redskins and this may shock some people. The Washington Redskins have selected wide receiver Marquise Hollywood-Brown out of Oklahoma. Tim, from the full 10 yards, are you there? Uh, I hope so. No, you're not. No, am I not? Yeah, you are. Carry on, Tim. (laughs) Thanks for coming on, mate. How are we doing, boys? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. I need to have a chat with my uh, co-host. You can't get can't get the staff these days, can you? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Taking taking my tight end. Yeah. yeah, he's absolutely ripped that out from from under you, which is uh, which is strange. But yeah. well, we, we, we'll be having we'll be having backroom uh, backroom conversations. That's for sure. <laughs> talk to us about this. Is I, I'd argue it's probably the most shocking pick so far. Uh, talk to us about Marquise Holly, Hollywood Brown and, and why he's been selected here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. First off, we we need guys. Uh, you know, we need someone to catch the ball. We've we've got guys that Josh Toxon and, and Jordan Reed. You know, when when your leading receiver last year was Jordan Reed, who didn't even play a full complement of games. Um, you know, we we need that help on, on that side of the ball. Um, you know, we, we've had guys like DK Metcalf in and Nerf and Debo Samuel in for for workouts, but you know, Marquise Brown is a guy that you know is very explosive, devastating speed off off the line, and um, can play all around the field. So. You know, picking picking Josh uh, Josh Rosen as well from from the uh, the Cardinals at, 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 for a second round pick. We need we need people to for him to throw the ball to. So uh, a guy like Marquise Brown, you know, he, he's a guy that can do a four three five forty. I know he's injured at, at the moment. That's why you know, it's a shame we didn't see him at the combine. But um, I'm sure the guys in our, in our medical room are, have seen those types of injuries before because they're veterans. They you know they work every day of the week. Unfortunately, um, yeah, this, this is a guy who I think can come in uh, you know week one uh, of of his career, and his rookie season, who can translate all the skills he has uh, to the NFL, uh, and I think he can he hit, hit the ground running. Uh, we did we did consider Noah Fant, DK Metcalf, but we just think that we need someone uh, that we can do a few things with and give us a bit, a bit of versatility. Nice. I I mean he's he's a very exciting prospect. Um, yeah. I mean right, uh, if, I mean if you look at his his 2018 season. 
Yeah, his game against West, West Virginia, you, 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 you see what he, he can do there, 11 receptions, over 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns as well. You know, he, he's a guy that can come in and, and do that straight away. Uh, whereas I think guys like Noah Fant and you know, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf especially might need, need a bit of... Uh, might need a bit of work don't doing to him, so we need we need someone who can who can come in and, and do something now. And I say pairing him with Josh Rosen uh, as well, you know, it gives it gives us at least a foundation to to go ahead with. No, nice, appreciate it. Talk to me about where people can find the the podcast, although you've already had a plug through your. Uh, esteemed co-host. Uh, yeah, well, you've already talked to some of my disciples. You could say I'm, I'm building up quite a nice little coaching tree. Yeah, yeah, you, this is your, <laughs> your, you're almost like the Sean McMay of this podcast. Absolutely, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, quite. Um, yeah, obviously at, at Full 10 Yards is where you can find us. Obviously just gone for a revamp. Um, new, new style podcast coming on Wednesday weekly. Uh, you know, we, we do quizzes, we do bits of uh, fun hypothetical mock drafts and uh, everything in between as well. So come, come and join us, come join the fun. Love it. Uh, as always, Tim, really appreciate it. And uh, obviously, see you Sunday. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Hopefully go for a beer, but keep up the good work, guys. Enjoy the, enjoy the work. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Right then, Sparky, the Carolina Panthers GM has disappeared. You're on the clock unless oh, you want good, me to take it. Good Lord, what I need? I'll do it. With the 16... I'll tell you what, Murph, you introduce me. So here we've got, for the second time... Um, We've got Stocks here, who's picking on hands on uh, for, for Carolina here. And they are selecting Rashawn Gary. Yes, we are. Ed Rusher from Michigan. Now, I've got to be honest, Rush Nation didn't do a lot of prospecting on this chap from the Denver Broncos front office because we wanted a linebacker. So <laughs> the only quickest way to get t- tape on this guy was to watch All or Nothing Michigan on Amazon. Enjoyed it. This guy was a bit of a beast. He's got real powerful hands. Really, really, really effectively reset the line of scrimmage. He's got violent pull to disengage, and he continues in pursuit like a dog after a bone. I'd like to be more, see more consistency in his motor. He's got peaks and troughs in his endurance. When he's um, left unblocked on the backside of plays, he is an absolute wrecker. It's nice. He's a, definitely a versatile player. He can play uh, a few positions across the line. It's going to be an interesting addition. Uh, for for Carolina there, I'd say he's, he's arguably up there as uh, one of the best players uh, available. So I uh, can see why Carolina have have taken him here. Although I think there might have been some considerations for the O line and uh, maybe a couple other pieces. But sometimes when you get a talent uh, fall to you, you 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 have to take it, and it's someone that's going to improve them immediately. So uh, no problem at all. As a result, we're going to move on to the Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans are selecting who. The Houston Texans are selecting with the 17th pick Andrew, Andrew Dillard, offensive tackle for Washington State. And hopefully on the line we have Ewan. Ewan, are you there? It's all right, Ewan. We can wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've selected Andre Dillard, uh, Washington State, six, six foot five, three fifteen. Uh, we think he's, he's going to add, add, definitely add something uh, to our offense. I think definitely what's kind of stuck out with us is the agility um, for a man of that size at 15. Um, I think he's a serious athlete that you know that we had down not only as the best pass protector in the draft but also the best footwork um, in the class. Um, particularly smooth um, for a man of that size, and we think you'll, you'll be able to to protect Deshaun in the passing game. We also think he's got some versatility in terms of the in terms of zone blocking, um, in terms of the footwork. So um, we, and he really showed it well at the senior bowl in terms of some superior competition that he maybe didn't necessarily face at Washington State. So um, certainly he's a great athlete, run a sub-five, five-second 40 at the combine um, and a 9-10 uh, broad jump. And 
a 29-inch vertical. So he's definitely an athlete um, and somebody that we think they can come and start at left tackle day one. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, job job well done. Um, good to get in research. Uh, he's a player I've, uh, I'll be honest, I've, I've not tracked in too much detail. I've not seen too much uh, tape. I don't tend to watch too much of the Pac-12, but um, from all accounts, he's a player getting a lot of hype at the moment and someone that uh, I, I think people should be listening to and paying attention. I think this is a very realistic pick. Do you know, probably the nicest thing of all time is that Houston Texans, for the first time in what seems like 107 years, have decided they're going to address their O-line. So, you know, I have to applaud you for uh, for being someone that's, that's going to do that. Because to be honest, if, if the Texans decide to go O-line for each of their picks this year, I couldn't actually say that was a bad thing. So... I think that's a, a great take and uh, a nicely done. Do you have any work or anything that you want to plug? Or your, I know you do quite a lot of work with the, the Texans community here in the UK. So, you know, perhaps shout out where people can find you on Twitter if they are a Texans fan. Yeah, to this. <clears throat> yeah um, it's just uh, this E89DISSY89. Um, we're not really kind of um, on many kind of platforms, but we're just kind of a hardcore fan group that's kind of grown uh, year on year now. So, Making it out to the draft this year, and we'll be luckily enough to go to three games this year: two in America, and one in and one in Wembley. Nice, uh, mate. Really appreciate you coming on. It's good to good to talk to you. And uh, yeah, maybe if we're doing a, a deep dive profile towards the start of the season, I'll, I'll reach out again and we'll get you on. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, guys. Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings with the 18th pick, the Vikings select offensive tackle from Alabama, Jonah Williams. Ryan, are you on the line? Hello, lads. Can you hear me? Yeah, Hello, mate. You great. How's it going, man? Yeah, all good. And you? Yeah, really good. Good to, good to have you on. Nice. Talk to us uh, a little bit about the, the trade, first of all, to get back into, to get second pick in the first round with uh, with Oakland there, uh, and what you've given up to do it, and what your thinking was, and then uh, talk to us about uh, Jonah Williams here as uh, your uh, assistant for the offensive line. Okay, mate. Well, to get up and to have the second round, second pick in the first round, we just decided that we needed a, a bit more depth with starting caliber players. So it's pretty obvious, really. We needed to get this second pick and carry on that way, I guess. Nice. So what, what was it that sort of led you to go with Jonah Williams and not um, not uh, any other positions? Well, offensive tackle is a number one need for the Vikings. Pretty clear. Most media outlets know that. Everyone's saying that. And to have Jonah Williams fall to you at the 18th pick is pretty decent. We picked Matt Khalil a few years back, number three overall, to be our left tackle, and he failed miserably. So hopefully Jonah Williams will get that piece in the puzzle. Yeah, nice. I, I like Jonah Williams as a player. Um, he didn't do himself a lot of favours here um, when he was talking about uh, player positions and some of the interviews he's he's had. Uh, um, I think, I think he, someone was saying, well, I didn't want to play left tackle, and um, you know, didn't perhaps give the diplomatic answers you were kind of expecting this process. Uh, but he was a player a couple of months ago. People were touting as a top five, top ten player. So um, I think he's potentially a steal here uh, to, to go 18. And someone I think uh, Minnesota would be very happy with to uh, protect their very expensive quarterback that they've got there. Yeah, so, exactly. That's the other thing. You've got to protect that piece. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Ryan, He's going to give uh, Riley Reef a run for his money as well at the left tackle. And either one of those can boot into left guard if need be as well. So it's decent. Well, if, if Jerry Williams has his way, it won't be him moving to left guard. Yeah. Uh, but I guess you'll see what happens in camp and uh, what happens when uh, they get on board. But Ryan, we're going to have you on in a few picks time. So uh, appreciate it. And uh, we'll no, have you back on shortly. Keep up the good work. Cheers, pal. Appreciate it.
Moving on to the 19th pick of the Five Yard Rush mock draft, the Tennessee Titans have selected Edge Rush from Clemson, Clelin Ferrell. Brian from Transatlantic Hello. Titans. Welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Right, so the reason I've gone with Clayton Farrell is because we need we need some help at Edge after losing a Rackpaw. Um, we've obviously got a, a few young guys in around there. There were there were other guys I would I would have taken before Farrell, but uh, kind of needs must at this point. It's kind of a one of the main problem areas for the Titans. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think there's a, a, f- a few nice uh, a few pieces there, but again, Fl- uh, Farrell shown uh, a lot of really good tape. Almost a little surprised he's coming here at, at 19. But um, what, what do you think he's going to add uh, to, to the Titans this year? Well, it's just one one of the problems we were having was you know getting getting after the quarterback, to, especially towards the end of the season. Um, once Arakpo was just completely finished, uh, I, I can't profess to have watched a whole lot of tape on the guy. Um, it's kind of just a positional need that I'm going for here. No, definitely. I think um, I think he's going to offer a lot. Um, he's explosive. He's uh, good with hands. He's, he's got uh, a bit of zoo, uh, bit of zip to him as well. So I, I do really like the player. I think he's he's going to be a very good uh, NFL player. So I, I really like this pick, um, Brian. Why don't you give a little shout out to what uh, you guys are doing at Transatlantic Titans and uh, and where people can find you? Yeah, if you've uh, any on Facebook, we've we've got a, a group over there, Transatlantic Titans. We also have a Twitter page. Ed run by three guys, myself, Neil Donahoe and Adam Foxcroft. Um, if there's any Titan fans out there, want to uh, have a bit of, um, what would you say, just a bit of crack, just head over and uh, say hello. Oh, brilliant. Look, mate, it's been, uh, been a real pleasure having you on and, uh, yeah, look forward to, to chatting to you a bit more as uh, as uh, the season starts to unfold and develop. And, uh, yeah, cheers, cheers for filling in here. Brilliant. Thanks for having me on. Cheers, pal. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Well, it only took 20 picks. And I didn't think he was actually going to go in the first round. But with the 20th pick of the first round, the Pittsburgh Steelers have selected wide receiver DK Metcalf out of Mississippi. Nick from the Who Day Who Dat podcast. Are you there, mate? Yes, I am. Hey, good to have you on here. Yeah, good to be on. Uh, talk to us about uh, Mr. Pac-Man. If you look at his mock draftable uh, graph for his uh, statistics, uh, <laughs> DK Metcalf himself. So, I'll be honest, um, given the way that this draft's gone, uh, my initial strategy completely fell apart. Really, I think, realistically, Steelers are looking at cornerback, linebacker. The defense has been a massive issue over the past few seasons. For all that offensive talent, it's all gone out the window year after year because you can't stop anybody, particularly in the secondary. And um, since Ryan Shazier's injury, pass rush has really been a problem. Was looking at players like Greedy Williams, Byron Murphy and Devin Bush. But with them all going... I didn't like Jeffrey Simmons at Mississippi State, so I thought, you know what? Just lost Antonio Brown. How can we replace him? I did think about Hollywood, Marquise Brown, but I thought, no, he won't want to come because his cousin's telling him no. So DK Metcalf, the athletic specimen, pairing up with Juju Smith-Schuster. There are some concerns with Metcalf. Um, Some worries about his hands and the fact that he doesn't always track the ball well. He's sometimes one of these players that's going to look upfield, tries to start run, you know, carry on after the catch before he's even secured the ball. But in terms of a physical specimen, uh, some of his tape at Old Miss is absolutely outstanding. Um, the nasty wideouts just dominated all throughout last season against SEC talent. Um, and I think he could be a really good 
option to use. So Juju is more of the downfield big play threat and perhaps use Metcalf as someone who can, you know, post up, run the 10 yard hitch, you know, third down, throw the jump ball up and hopefully he can just keep being a sort of chain mover to begin with. Yeah, nice. Any concerns over his uh, three cone time, which was slower than the, uh, the you know, any oil tanker that's ever been put into mass production? Uh, Tom Brady, um, my, you know, nephew or anyone else out there? Um, personally, if you look at scientific studies, you'll see that most combine drills have no relation to on-field performance. Therefore, I don't think it's a real issue prefer to look at the tape, prefer to look at what he did in college in actual game situations and think in, in, that, in that instance he was able to play it out and ultimately you know, if he comes down to a jump ball where he just has to post up a smaller cornerback then his three cone time is utterly irrelevant. Can he out physical and can he out jump the cornerback? That's fair. He did improve it on his pro day as well. So I just uh, They're always better on their pro day though because they do it <laughs> and the, all the facilities they remember. No, it's true. Uh, really appreciate it. I know we've got uh, your co-host Dan coming on uh, shortly for Indianapolis, but why don't you tell people where they can find your, your brilliant podcast? Yes, you can find us at, um, you, you can tweet at us using the hashtag, hashtag WDWD. So that's who day, who dat. Look for us on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Langdon 89. Um, we've got more episodes coming up soon and I'm sure we'll be doing plenty more draft previews throughout the season. Yeah, love it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks Not for coming on. Not a problem. Enjoy your evening, boys. Cheers, pal. Cheers. Moving down to the clink, down to the 12th man. With the 21st pick, the Seattle Seahawks select Noah Fant, tight end from Iowa. Before you introduce Duncan, I just have to say, I absolutely love this pick. Not just because I love Noah Fant, it's been very clear for anyone who's ever listened to this podcast, <laughs> but for him to go to Russell Wilson and Seattle, I think this is a marriage made in heaven and kudos for for making the selection uh duncan hopefully you're on the line i'm on the line can you hear me yeah can mate uh from the 99 yards podcast good good to have you on uh you've done some sterling work with some sterling interviews on on that podcast so uh how's it feel to to take noah fant here at 21 it feels good i was all set to take clelin farrell farrell sorry uh the, the risk of uh, possibly losing frank clark uh in a Another contract farce, Larell Thomas uh, is a big risk, so I was looking at a defensive end, but the, the, the depth is good in this draft. Real life, the Seahawks are probably going to trade down, but I really wanted to make a pick. Uh, I don't necessarily trust Pete and John to, to make the picks these days uh, down that end of the draft. Uh, I think uh, you know, the scouting talent really left uh, a few years ago. So, yeah, I wanted to make a big splash, uh, bring in a big name. Um, like I say, I was, I was looking at defence. I wanted safety. I was looking at Swain and Thornhill. Um, but really, the value of safety isn't there at 21. Uh, Dexter Lawrence was also a possibility. But again, the, the, the value of Noah Fant was just uh, too good to pass up. We've got uh, four wins on his second surgery of the off-season. Uh, Tyler Lockett's obviously fantastic. But in receiving talent, there's not much more outside of him. Um, I don't know if Schottenheimer knows how to use a tight end. Um, but at the end of the day, this does just uh, keep Nafant away from the Patriots. So that's good as well. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a great pick. I absolutely love it. I think it's a, it's a brilliant move. Duncan, tell us uh, where people can find the, the 99 Yards podcast and, and some of the work that you're doing at the moment. 
Yeah, well, we're, we're a podcast, we're a website. Uh, there's quite a lot going on at the moment. We've got Ollie Hodgkinson is interviewing quite a lot of this year's draftees. We've got interviews with Penny Hart, Drew Samia, Ben Ben Banagoo, and a lot more. Um, there's a lot of uh, articles going up about the AAF. Um, some people, some of the guys are covering that. Uh, I don't know if it's breaking, but there seems to be a lot of trouble going on with the AAF right now. So watch out for that. And yeah, uh, our, our editor, Liz, sorry. As we've just seen, that uh, it looks very likely like it's going to fold. They've ceased all football operations for just before we joined the podcast. That was the news. It'll be a massive shame. Yeah, real shame. Also, just to mention, our, our editor Liz is organising a, a, a Manchester meetup before the NFL UK event. So uh, look out for that as well. Yeah, fantastic. Really love the work that you do. You uh, also had the privilege uh, to interview Jerry Rice, which I, I really thoroughly enjoyed that interview. So uh, cracking work. Um, People Thanks download the, the the podcast and done good to finally talk to you and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get you on again uh, talk a bit more ball at some point but uh, yeah really appreciate the work you do and uh, thanks for coming on have a good one with the 22nd pick the Baltimore Ravens have selected center Garrett Bradbury from North Carolina State Adam are you there to talk about your pick yes I'm here welcome to the podcast <laughs> thanks very much ah, well, it's good good to have you on. So first set that comes off the board um, in Garrett Bradbury, what was the thinking here? Well, a lot of it's got to do with uh, Baltimore's, uh, Baltimore tends to use best player available as their, uh, as their uh, as to who they draft. Uh, ideally, uh, they're going to be looking for a receiver, um, but I think the two that are within their range have just gone off the board in Marquise Brown and DK Metcalf. Um, and Riley Rid- Ridley would be a bit of a reach. Um, they need a bit of help on the edge, but ultimately for Lamar Jackson to, to work well, he's going to need a, a strong line in front of him and Garrett Bradbury can, can anchor it, especially with the, uh, with the worry of uh, Marshall Leondo retiring. Um, he can be the, uh, the new leader along the line. Yeah, nice. I, th- I think uh, it, I'm a big fan of, of centres. Uh, very rarely we see them go in the, in the first round, but they offer such value and real staple guys. And, and it's the one position, if you, you get it right, it's one, you know, he's a sort of player, Bradbury, that he, he could be your, your centre for the next 10 years there. Um, so, yeah, real franchise player. And uh, what I also like is that you've not taken a tight end in the first round for what seems like forever <laughs> as well, which uh, is also help for, for the Ravens. Uh, or maybe some Ravens fans might be calling for wide receivers here, but uh, can you yeah, offer us? I think they've got the uh, the fifth best receiver corpse in the, in the division. So uh, that's uh, <laughs> definitely, something, definitely something that they need to address in the. Uh, unfortunately, they haven't got a second round pick, but they'll need to address later in the draft or, or by a trade. Um, I, as I said, they might target the two, but it, I think they'll go just before them. Unfortunately. Nice. Do you, well, if nothing else, you know, you can always go with five uh, tight end sets and uh, maybe spread a couple out wide and just see what happens and hope for the best. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's the plan. Uh, Adam, you got any work or anything you want to pod or, or Twitter handle where people can find you if they want to talk Ravens or, or anything? Uh, I haven't got any anything in particular. My, my Twitter handle is uh, abarton93 uh, if, if you want to uh, uh, chat Ravens. And I'm, I'm always up for, <laughs> up for sport, uh, chat about any real sport, to be honest. Yeah, well, uh, really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, done a great job. like the pick. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. With the 23rd pick... And their second pick of the day, the New York football giants have selected quarterback Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State. We welcome back Jack from Kickers Matter. Jack, explain yourself. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? 
yeah, carry on, sir. Oh, good, 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 good. Sorry, um, hopefully I won't sound as nervous this time. My uh, toddler's not running around like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's a, it's a no-brainer, really. He, I, I can't believe he fell this low, to be honest. I, um, I thought Adam from TD Tips for the Bengals was going to take him, personally. But for me, Haskins is the second-best QB in this draft. Um, I, know I, I know I did say earlier I wasn't a massive fan, but... Haskins, for me, has the most potential. I believe he needs to sit behind someone for a year, like Pat Mahomes. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a very good pocket passer. He's just, the only problem with him is he's not very athletic. So, But at the value here, we had to take him. We, we need Eli's replacement. I think it's amazing. If, and what's, what's good here is this isn't an unrealistic scenario that, that Haskins could fall um, people talk about lots of teams taking taking quarterbacks here, but they're all taking positions of need and maybe tanking, like uh, or not tanking, but maybe not uh, trying to shoot the lights out of this year with Miami and Cincinnati and look towards next year's class and sort of deferring it. So um, there is a real scenario here that that Haskins could fall, and uh, I think this is an absolute dream scenario for for the Giants to get here because you've traded back, acquired picks, and still got the quarterbacks. You've kept the fan base happy at the same time. This is a uh, you know, you, you've made Dave Gettleman look competent, which I think is incredible. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that to you, Murph. That's your, that's your job. You're the, um, you're the Giants' new GM, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, look, mate, um, uh, I think your podcast is brilliant. I need to tell people where they can find it and uh, how they can interact with you um, before I leave it till now. So uh, crack on, then. The floor is yours. Uh, our podcast is Kickers Matter because um, they do in fantasy. Our um, Twitter handles at Kickers underscore Matter, and you can find mine, Jamie's, and Steve's handles on there. And um, our website is Kickers Matter Fantasy Football dot co dot uk. And we are finally actually doing stuff on there now, so um, go and check it out. Wicked man. Well, look, thanks for coming on. Uh, done a good job here, and uh, yeah, maybe maybe you should take the job of the Giants GM, uh, especially over Gatman. But uh, yeah, yeah, done well, mate. I think I got enough from my daughter, mate. So it is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Uh, job well done, and uh, we'll speak soon. And go for a bit. Yeah, definitely, mate. Speak soon. Cheers. Right back to Raider Nation at twenty-four. Chris, now uh, the pick. I am going to interrupt you here because there is breaking news. Okay, Ooh, carry th- on. There is a trade. The uh, Green Bay Packers have gone ahead and traded with Miami, and they have traded the thirtieth pick for Miami's 48th and 78th pick. That's great business, Charlie. Well done. So great business for, for Green Bay, but also great business for Miami. Uh, Lee said he had something cooking, and Lee will be back. So sorry to interrupt, but Miami have done a deal, and they have traded back into the first round. Okay. So I was just about to say, Chris, that I massively love this pick. I would have gone to Deontay Thompson myself if there was no linebacker available for Denver. But with the 24th pick, the Oakland Raiders have selected Deontay Thompson, safety out of Alabama. Lovely work, Chris. Appreciate this one. Thanks. Uh, I mean, I really like Deontay Thompson. I think he's uh, the kind of safety that can have a real impact. He hits hard. He tracks the ball. He can change the game in a single moment, which I think if we all look at the Raiders, we know they need that. They haven't I wouldn't say they've got anything in the secondary or anyone in the secondary, which really impresses. So I've addressed the D-line early, adding a second person that I think can change the game in the, is in the secondary this time on the defense. I think it's the right way for the Raiders to go. Yeah, nice. I think uh, you, you, you're doing a good job in that final fish. You've got them a pick next year and uh, you've got, you, you've also got some extra picks this year. 
and you've gone ahead and filled two big positions of need and uh, with some real talent. So uh, nice job there. Um, maybe Mike Mayock is uh, rubbing off on you as well. Can come give me uh, his bit of his wage. That'd be great. I mean, <laughs> take 10 million a year, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, I think Gruden can give you a bit of his. He's got enough that he's earning for, for quite a bit. Um, you've you've traded out of 27. We've talked about that. So why don't you tell people, uh, although Lee has plugged it pretty well, uh, tell people, even though Lee is going to be back now, as we've just heard, um, uh, where people can find the, the articles and the work. Yeah, so uh, you can check us out at all32.co.uk. Um, a fan-run site for myself, Lee, and Sean, who isn't joining us today uh, essentially any fan articles are written any opinion as long as it's fan based and not just generic news that you can find on any ESPN NFL site we're happy to host it because the game's all about opinions and the fans know best and Lee probably did a better job at selling it than I did <laughs> oh, don't say so sure you did farming. and uh, no, I love the work we do we post articles on there we've got one we're going to drop in a few weeks as well which is going to be a uh, quite an in-depth read for, for people and uh, I reckon only six people will read it but hey if, if all six people understand it I think that's a good start um, but we'll we'll leave that for another day uh, thanks for coming on doing this mate uh, really really appreciate it no brilliant thanks guys good luck the next one unfortunately the GM cannot join us but we have a write-up for him with the 25th pick the Philadelphia Eagles select offensive lineman Chris Lindstrom from Boston College I would just like to shout out DHH. It's where I first started writing. So, Tim, thanks for the gig. Murphy, you have the write up. Over to you, sir. Yep. So, uh, statement from Tim says the Eagles select OG Chris Lindstrom, great blocker, six foot three. His athleticism will work well in the Eagles system with pulling plays. He has a good first punch and has good leverage to move defenders. If he gets to the second level, most LB and DBs won't stand a chance. Um, there were some considerations for DeAndre Baker, Greg Little and Ed Oliver here, but uh, Tim really felt that this was a player that would uh, escalate them even further. We already know how good uh, the O-line and D-line are. It's no surprise Philadelphia have decided to strengthen here yet again. They um, And I really like this pick. I think uh, Chris Lindstrom is a, a really, really good, solid pick who will improve uh, that Philadelphia O-line or any O-line he does end up falling uh, onto. So, um, Slam dunk in my book. Happy with that pick. Think it's, uh, I think it's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, well, well done, Tim. Moving on. With the 26th pick of the first round, the Indianapolis Colts select DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia. Dan from Who Day Who Day is joining us on the line. Dan, are you there? I am, boys. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, good to have you on. My first real important question is, are you doing this currently from Chesington World of Adventures? I am. This is like one of those picks late in the draft where they like do it from a pirate ship or something. <laughs> oh no, we can't talk about pirate ships after last year's uh, embarrassment with the parrot at the Buccaneers. I mean, if I was going to pick any example for you, Murph, it was obviously going to be the Bucks in this ridiculous parrot scenario. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I haven't quite lived that one down. That was probably one of the most deflating draft moments of all time because it was so overhyped and the parrot did absolutely nothing so uh if you haven't seen it go youtube it because it's uh single-handedly uh, one of the most embarrassing things i've seen in quite some time but we're not here to talk about parrots and embarrassing draft nights or the buccaneers because uh, that time and ship has sailed talk to us a little bit about um indianapolis what you've done with the trade to get back into the first round later on and then also a little bit about deandre Baker. 
Yeah, so I'll start with DeAndre Baker. So the way that this develops, and I have been tracking it despite being at a kid's party at the uh, the theme park hotel, very exclusive stuff. I, I was wondering where I was going to go with this because every, everyone kept taking players that I thought might be a fair and might fall a bit later. And then we saw cornerbacks flying off the board early, which, by the way, I don't, I don't think is a real value because I think they're not quite up that up to that standard. So I, I was I was kind of a little bit nervous because they haven't got that many needs. There's a few areas they can strengthen, but they've got some pretty cheap talent across the board, really. Um, but cornerback is definitely a place they can strengthen. And I think that DeAndre Baker, for me, him and Byron Murphy are probably the two plug-and-play guys. And Ballard doesn't get too hit up about kind of prototype size and things like that. So I think that he'd go for the kind of more natural player at the position. So I think DeAndre Baker can lock down one of those corner spots for a while. And yeah, I mean, I know that DK Metcalf is getting some some um, some pushback from people on the chat, but I, I think he'd have been a great pick for the Colts. I think that right, people get hit up on his agility and things like that, but that's not how he wins, right? Like if, if you can't cover him for speed and size and going up and high-pointing the ball, then you can't cover that guy. So if, you, if you're trying to get into our intricate routes and lose, uh, lose defenders in the middle of the field, I don't think you're using him correctly. So I was, uh, I was a little bit annoyed with my co-host, Nick, uh, for picking him up at 20, but you might not have fallen to me anyway. So. Well, you've backed him up nicely there. So, you know, uh, like a brotherhood, you two. Uh, <laughs> uh, this isn't pre-planned. Nick, Nick has no idea I was going to say that. Um, but yeah, I thought there might even be some offensive line um, options, but they're, they're pretty strong on the interior. They're pretty strong at right tackle. To be honest, Jonah Williams, I had, uh, had Brandon Thorne on the podcast this week, and technique is the thing that matters most for offensive linemen coming in, and he might be the, the best technique-wise for, for years coming into the draft. So to have a player ready to come in and plug in like that, uh, falling all the way down to, I think he was 18, yeah, I think uh, I think the the Vikings have had a bit of a steal there. So I, I would have overlooked looked the, uh, the the not the lack of need, I guess, for the Colts there. And yeah, I mean, obviously on the draft day, you're probably not going to get a preordained or prearranged rather um, trade into the first round. But the Colts, like I said, have so much cheap talent across the board. I think that Ballard would probably quite value that fifth year option. So pick at the end of the fourth round to move up a couple of spots and have a cheap fifth year of control all over a first round talent, um, I think can, can pay dividends for them. So, and I, and I wanted to do, do two stints of talking to you boys. So I thought that made sense. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, look, uh, we're going to catch you in uh, maybe about 15, 20 minutes time. So uh, we'll save the rest for then. But for now, thanks for joining on. Wicked boys. Keep up the good work. Speak to you soon. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks, man. After trading with the Oakland Raiders with the 27th pick, the Minnesota Vikings have selected Jalen Ferguson, Ed Rush from LA Tech. Ryan, are you there? Hello, guys. Welcome back, Nate. Yeah, cheers, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Good, thanks. So, tell us all about your pick. Well, the Vikings needed a bit of um, Ed Rush coming off the season with Everson Griffin being a little bit old and he obviously had his, his mental health issues like last year, so hopefully he's well. But, with this Jalen Ferguson lad, he, he's coming off the FBS all-time sack leader with 45 sacks over his career. He didn't make the combine. I don't know if you guys saw that story, but he um, had his inter- invite taken away about some battery assault four years previous, mm. which didn't help his cause. 
which I think is another reason why he's fallen so far down the draft board because this lad can just rush the passer so quickly. Yeah, no, um, you're right. The um, the combine has strict rules about people with uh, prior integrations like that. Um, so that's something to obviously be concerned. Was there any concern with uh, Jalen Ferguson's uh, three cone time? Because I know we've talked about DK Metcalf, who you know ran it in seven point two. But Jalen Ferguson, I actually tweeted this out. He ran his three cone in 8.08. So any concerns about the agility or or, or movements uh, there? A guy ran an incredibly slow uh, three cone yeah. time. I think I might be. But video speaks a lot and he's got all the stats. I'm very much of a stats man when it comes to the NFL. And he shows all the stats. Right, it was in a lesser competition and playing some of the teams in college, but he's he's definitely a, a good pass rusher, which is what the Vikings get. No, fair man. Uh, appreciate it. Um, I know that you uh, tend to do bits of uh, writing. Have you got any articles uh, anywhere at the moment? No, nothing about at the moment, mate. Talk about where people can uh, find you on Twitter then, my man. Uh, I couldn't really find me anywhere, to be honest. It's just my, my Twitter account. I don't have any associations with any podcasts or anything like that. Yeah, no. What's your what's your Twitter handle in case anyone wants to talk ball? Oh, at, at our Capazaria. All right, mate. Do you want to spell that so people can find it? C A P A Z A R I O. Perfect. Look, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining, my man. Uh, appreciate yes. it and uh, in, enjoy it. Yeah. Take care. Speak soon. All right. Cheers. Right, Rush Nation. This next one is a little bit special. Been doing the OG League from the very start. If you've got a beer in your hand, you're about to take a drink because with the 28th pick of the five-yard rush mock draft, the LA Chargers, I almost got that wrong. The LA Chargers select Dexter Lawrence, interior defensive linesman for Clemson. Josh is on the line. Take a drink. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Explain your pick. I am real. (laughs) You are. This this is a marquee day here. Not only are we doing something uh, quite challenging and incredible, but we managed to get you on the podcast as well. So uh, good good to good to have you on here at last, and uh, maybe this might lead to a, a a a longer appearance in the future. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely invite me down, and I'll uh, make an appearance. But it have to be fantasy based because I don't know much else. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, so talk to us about your LA Chargers and why they're picking Dexter Lawrence here with the 28th pick. Well, I think the game against the Patriots last season summed up the Chargers, I think. I think they're the nearly team. And I think with the defence of Bosa and Ingram, I think they're great. But if they got Lawrence, I think they'd just be unstoppable in defence. And the Patriots, although they're you know a great side and they know what they're doing, I think if the Chargers want to be serious Super Bowl contenders, they need to make it unstoppable. And I think with Lawrence, he's a big guy. I think he'll, he'll shore up the run. So I think it'll be a great pick. Yeah, solid player, solid pick. Um, someone that is going to a team that you know went on a deep super uh, deep playoff run. So hopefully they can use this pick to, to get a little bit further. And uh, with the Patriots potentially have gotten a little bit weaker, this is a piece that will that will help them, not just in their division, but for their aspirations. So, really, really good pick, mate. Uh, really like it. And uh, hopefully we can get you on the, the podcast, Talking Fantasy, as we get into the preseason. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That'd be great. 
Awesome, man. Good to talk to you as always. Take care, mate. Cheers for having me. Bye, mate. Also, I'd like to shout Josh out because he helped build the stud that currently sits behind the desk. So, Josh, thanks very much for that. <laughs> Moving on, pick 29, the Kansas City Chiefs are selecting offensive tackle Dalton Risner from Kansas State. Elijah Randall is their GM. Elijah, are you there? Elijah, can you hear me? Oh, that's awful. I'm editing that out. <laughs> wow. That is incredible. Hey, Elijah, can you hear us? I can see you on the screen. Is he actually in front of you on video? He's on. You have to write it down on paper and hold it up. He's on. He's on video. <laughs> I can. I can literally see him. I think he's in his car. He like stopped the, moving on video. To be fair. Yeah. So I think. Uh, I think the the video might for it. Oh, it sort of moved there. Elijah, can you hear us? Elijah is all, all the way in the US of A. So it's a transatlantic podcast now. He's on the video. So why don't we? Why don't we hold uh, hold fire on? That we know who the pick is, and see if we can get Elijah on uh, in just a moment uh, to explain the pick for for Dalton Risen because he has dialed in. So it'd be, be really nice if we can get him on. So I think what we we'll do is we'll move to the thirtieth pick, and then we'll see after after that pick if we can get uh, Elijah's audio work. Fair enough. Right after the trade, the Dolphins are now on the clock, and at thirty, in place of Green Bay, the Miami Dolphins have selected Drew Locke, quarterback from Missouri. Lee, how you doing? Good, mate. What is this madness? Talk us through it. Well, i got to be honest. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Drew Locke. I think he's, he's got a big arm. I like the starting experience. You know, he's played, he started 46 games, not necessarily for the for the greatest team ever, but, you know, he, he's got a lot of attributes that I think the expatriate staff that we have now would be able to use. I think that if this, if this was a guy that was going to New England in round two, people would suddenly get excited about it. So I, I just like the fifth year fifth-year option, so I thought I'd, I'd move up and get my man. I've got to be honest, he was my, my breaking case of emergency in case everything went a bit belly up at 13, so that would have been terrible. Well, you were, you did say you were flying by the seat of your pants at 13. <laughs> <laughs> now at 30, you must be full throttle, completely out of control, but I love this Drew Lock pick. I think there's a good chance the Broncos actually take him at 10. Yeah, I've got to be honest, I, I agree. I think that the Broncos absolutely love him, and I think it, if you watch his film, he might not be the best. I mean, he's not better than Kyler Murray, but he throws into tight windows. He he throws a, a pretty looking deep ball. Um, and I think if you've got good coaches, you can clean up some of the decision-making issues. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you why I like this pick, other than the fact it's uh, it's a player who I like who's come through the SEC. And I know that uh, people are saying he's raw and that's absolutely fine. But he has got the absolute perfect mentor there. Ryan Fitzpatrick you've got someone who is uh, very similar uh, in terms of stature and the way that they play the game um, I think you're looking at Drew Locke's um, career and it's looking like it could be something similar to Fitzpatrick's maybe a little bit more consistent but uh, in terms of potentially longevity and in terms of the amount of games he's gonna play which you know doesn't sound like it's the amazing like highs of Pat Mahomes but also, Ryan Fitzpatrick's had a pretty good NFL career uh, and made a lot of money, and he's been on on some great teams and been in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I've got to be honest, I don't like the idea of waiting around to next year's draft because although the, the talent looks better right now, in a year's time that could look completely different. Um, we've seen that in the past. So I just I'd rather get a guy now. And I mean, if he plays super, really bad, then I'll be in a prime position to go and get another guy next year anyway. So yeah, I agree. I really like. Kubrick, Kind of covering all bases. Yeah, no, it, it's a great pick, mate. Um, I, I really like it. I like the trade. I think you've given up a little bit to do it. 
But given the way that Miami are working at the moment, I think for, for what you're getting, you can really sit him for the majority of the year. You can have Fitzpatrick start. You haven't got worries about, about him playing uh, 6, 8, 10 or all 16 games. So, um, and Drew Locke can really learn and develop. And then next year, you've got the ability for him to have a go at, at trying to win the job. So, uh, good pick, mate. Uh, good trade as well. Uh, really like it. So, so, nice work. Cool. Yeah, I also thought that, um, just as a side note, it didn't it didn't impact any of the picks that we've accumulated for next year. So, it kind of uh, limited my risk there as well. So, I was pretty happy with it. Nice. Um, and I must say, it, it was easy doing, doing um, business with Green Bay. Yeah, they, uh, Charlie, Charlie's a good man. Uh, so uh, you've done well. Well, look, you've, you've plugged the pod. So uh, appreciate the work, Lee, and uh, great trade once again. That's great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Cheers, man. I think we've got Elijah here now. Elijah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can, Yay. man. Awesome. We got there. Nice work. Talk us, uh, talk us through uh, Don Reisner with the 30th pick. Uh, 29th pick, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we we need that uh, we need that in our uh, we need that pick right there. I really want I really want DK Metcalf though, but I don't know if they'll trade up for him though. No, I, I don't think the Chiefs uh, will. And uh, given that you've got Watkins and uh, and you've got Tyreek Hill, I mean, obviously you don't know what's going to happen with Hill. I think you might hold fast on that. But uh, I really like what yeah. with with Ryan. Yeah, the, the, the Tyreek Hill investigation is. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I lived in Kansas. They're, the D, it's called DCF out there, Child Protection Service, you know. And I've had my nieces go through that, through them. Man, it takes they're, – they're, they take their time on doing things. They don't believe things. They, they got to do their homework. They're going to take forever to investigate the Tyreek deal, which I'm, I'm okay with because I want him to play this year. But I just don't want him to pull, pull like they did on Kareem Hunt on us, you know. No, definitely not. I think uh, it's going to take a while for it to happen. But uh, similar to what happened with Jameis Winston last year, where it took the uh, best part of sort of like 16 months before they came to the decision. So I, I do think yeah. it will take a while. And uh, there's also some questions over the evidence, et cetera, and who was actually involved. Um, yeah. but, but love it. Um, so you you host uh, or you, you're one of the admins for one of the largest sort of fan bases on, on Facebook, the NFL uh, Longest Yard groups. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about the group and where people can find it. Oh uh, yeah, you'll find it on Facebook. It's called the Longest Yard. Uh, join it. It's a great group. It's no trash talk. It's the cleanest group out there. It's just just a great group to have. I mean, I've never had trouble posting anything and people getting, you know, getting mouthy with people talking, hurting. You know, I've never had a problem with anything on there. Now, you know, we're all adults, but some people don't think before they. They talk or write something down, you know, it it happens, but it's a great group. You should come join us on Facebook, The Longest Yard. Just join the group. It's a great group. Perfect. Thanks very much for coming on, Elijah. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Moving on, podcast returning studio guest at 31, the LA Rams Super Bowl runners-up are selecting Jeffrey Simmons, interior defensive lineman from Mississippi State, Joe from the OG League. Are you there, my friend? Hello. Hey, mate. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well thanks, mate. Good, good to have you back on, mate. Uh, good, good to talk. Uh, do really love this pick. What, what, what sort of drew you here to, to Jeffrey Simmons? Well, obviously, we've got a bit of a hole with, with Sue leaving. So, with the 14, 15 million pound dollars that he was going to come back next season, we just don't have the cap space. 
So we feel that this is a great pick. He plays in that Sioux sort of realm. And we just thought it would be a real asset to the LA Rams. And Phil was, yeah, he just fills that void. And we believe that Simmons can do, you know, can fill that. And he, he's one hell of an athlete. He has incredible arm power. Yeah, it's a great fit for us. Yeah, no, he, he, is, he is going to be a good fit. I know there's some concerns about the ACL and uh, he might sit six months or so. He might miss most of the season. But at the end of the day, uh, he is a player that if he didn't have this ACL, he would be uh, in stone consideration for the top 10 pick. And I think the Rams have got enough cover there to, to maybe sit because if it, if it does work, this is a player that is going to be well worth that selection and getting the insurance on the, the fifth-year option as well, I think, is a, is a nice touch. So really good pick, mate. I think uh, that, that solves a lot of problems for, for the Rams. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're very happy. We're, we're happy to have him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on, bud. I will see you Friday. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Cheers. Right then, on to the last pick of the first round. Patriots trading back. The Colts are back in. And with the 32nd and last pick of the five-yard rush mock draft, the Indianapolis Colts have selected safety Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from Florida. One of the Gators, Murph. Yeah, really good player. I like this pick a lot for the Colts. I think it, it makes complete sense. Dan, welcome back again, mate. Explain yourself. Hello, boys. Well, as I just told you in the chat, I was nasty and brilliant on this one. This was, <laughs> I was so torn. I don't know which way to go. They need a receiver. There's a ton of receivers there. And you've got to remember, they pick again in the second round. And I think there's about eight or nine second round receivers that are worthy. So why not just wait and see who the pick of the bunch is, maybe move up a little bit in the second with their extra draft capital to, to pick their favourite. Um, so yeah, I went for Chauncey just primarily because I think he's really versatile and I think that you can play him more as an interior kind of nickel position if you need to pick up some tight ends that you're playing against and kind of helping their defence evolve to that that new style and, and putting more DBs out there than linebackers potentially. So I think he gives them that good versatility there. Sir um, Adderley's a wicked player. I had uh, Joe Marino on the podcast uh, must be a month and a bit ago now, and he, he was waxing over cool about how good Nasir Adderley is. And he would have been a great pick here too, but I just leaned on Chauncey a little bit because of that versatility and the, the different ways they can use him as kind of a Swiss army knife in their defence. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, I'm a big fan of the player. I watch uh, a lot of him, watch a lot of Gators games. Um, so uh, big fan and like the pick um, for, uh, for the Colts and think he's going to do an amazing job. And if he doesn't go in this first round and the trade doesn't happen in real life for the Patriots, I can realistically see this happening at 34 as well. So um, yeah, good words. Yeah, lovely work. Uh, why don't you plug the, uh, the podcast one more time in case uh, people are somehow missing out? Sure, yeah. So we're, we're at Who Day Who That. Um, clever playing words for who are they and who are that. Who's that, if I say so myself. Although and neither of you are Saints or Bengals fans. No, we should be clear on that. We, we cover everyone. It's not just a weird hybrid of two teams. But we, we kind of try and look at things in an analytical way. We get a guest on who's much more knowledgeable than Nick and I, and we kind of ask them questions that we think fans would want the answers to. But as Nick pointed out before, if you want to send a question or you have an idea for a podcast or some people we should talk to, give us a, give us a tweet at hashtag WDWD or the, the Twitter handle. My Twitter handle is at NFL across the pond, except instead of the word across, it's AX. So yeah, look out, look out for my stuff. I'll be writing some articles soon. And uh, yeah, pl- pleasure coming on, boys. And uh, I think this, 
this went pretty well. It was quite a, uh, a daunting task when you, you said you were going to have 32 different people phoning in to make picks over a, a committed time period. Oh, it was... Uh... It was ambitious, but uh, luckily we picked some really great people who who delivered uh, really well here, and uh, everyone was pretty timely, and everyone joined, so we didn't have too many hiccups, which was which was just brilliant. And I know we also recorded a session uh, for your podcast, and we look forward to that coming out when uh, when it when it goes live. Right, yeah, and I think we're going to put that out after draft period when kind of when there's a bit more of a lull in the the time frame. Basically, the boys have come on, and, and Tom Kisslingbury's come on as well, and we we talk about how fantasy relates to the game and if you want to learn more of nuances in the game where you can look to to, to fantasy to, to draw that out and help you learn the game and obviously the outputs in fantasy come from somewhere and they're things that tend to matter in the game itself so come give us a listen and it's always good to, good to get a chance to listen to Murph and Stocks so <laughs> love it man well look, thanks a lot and uh, yeah we'll definitely do a bit soon our offices aren't too far apart either so um, let's be up and, uh, and do a bit wicked sounds great boys alright mate have a good you. evening Thanks a lot. Cheers. Right then, <clears throat> moving on. We're not moving on, we're done. With the second pick, with the first pick, sorry, of the second round, oh. the Arizona Cardinals select wide receiver and Keel Harry from the Arizona State. Nick, are you there? No, I didn't think so. I'm only joking. We're not doing the second round. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like some surprise to me. I was uh, like, I don't think my heart yeah. could take it. We're going a full seven. Oh, I, I tell you what, if you've stuck through this length of the podcast, <laughs> we massively appreciate it. This was uh, an ambitious ask and uh, I don't think it could have gone... Uh, much better. I'm going to go ahead now and just read through uh, the teams, the picks, what's been selected with trades. So just to remind you all, uh, at the very beginning of the podcast, Arizona took Kyler Murray. Uh, San Francisco took Nick Bosa. The New York Jets took Josh Allen. Uh, Quinnen Williams went to the Oakland Raiders with the four pick. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, selected Devin White. New York Giants selected Montez Sweat. Jacksonville selected Jawan Taylor. Uh, Detroit selected Byron Murphy. Buffalo selected TJ Hockerton. Uh, Denver selected Devin Bush. Uh, Cincinnati selected Ed Oliver. Green Bay selected Brian Burns. Uh, Miami selected Greedy Williams. Atlanta selected Christian Wilkins. Uh, Washington selected... Uh, Hollywood Marquise Brown Carolina selected Rashawn Gary Houston selected Andre Dillard uh, Minnesota went for Jonah Williams Tennessee have gone for Clannon Ferrell uh, the Steelers Pittsburgh Steelers uh, selected DK Metcalf Seattle selected Noah Fant Baltimore selected Garrett Bradbury the Giants trading back from 17 went ahead and selected Dwayne Haskins which might be one of the shocks of the round, but uh, great work from their GM to get that done. Oakland selected Deontay Thompson. Philadelphia selected Chris Lindstrom. Indianapolis selected DeAndre Baker. Minnesota in a trade with Oakland uh, selected Jalen Ferguson. The LA Chargers selected Dexter Lawrence. Kansas City selected Dalton Risner. Miami in a trade with Green Bay. They went up to take Drew Locke. Uh, the LA Rams selected Jeffrey Simmons. And Indianapolis in a trade with... Uh, Patriots. Patriots, sorry, uh, selected Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And we I forgot to mention that uh, Houston, the Giants selected uh, swap picks uh, with additional picks for 17 and 23 as well. So that was the the rundown. Uh, I thought it was a brilliant draft. What, what are your boys' thoughts? I enjoyed it. Yeah, cracking. I think everybody did really well turning up. And apart from Elijah, who turned up a little bit late, everyone was bob on. Carolina, we had a bit of a bit of an issue here with Sean Gary. Oh uh, yeah, Tony. 
Tony Adams. Where were you? Happened, I picked Rashawn Gary for you, so you are welcome. Yes, uh, <laughs> absolutely. And then we had another pick. Uh, Joel uh, made the pick, but didn't seem to join the call. So uh, Chris uh, kindly filled in uh, with a bit of tape there. So I was uh, trying to pull up some some notes. But listen, uh, thanks to everybody that took part. We're, um, I'm going to send out a tweet with everybody's handles that joined this draft uh, at some point. Please do give them a follow. There's some brilliant people who were on the line here who are well worth a follow. And just, yeah, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it, we've got more out of it than I, I ever expected. So Absolutely. Well, I'll try and add everyone's Twitter handle or whatever I can into the rundown of the podcast, just because it means everyone else gets a bit more publishing. Like it's not the right word. What's the word I'm looking for? Advertising. Advertising. Yeah, that will work. I think the biggest question is, Sparky, are you coming back? Are you going to be here again? I'll be around. He's going to be around. He's waiting, but yeah, I'll be around. Well, I'm absolutely cooked, boys. I don't know about you. (laughs) (laughs) It's been emotional. I tell you what, it's been one heck of a podcast, but uh, as I sort of look back over time, I think this is one I'm, I think we should all be proud of uh, for what we did. Yeah, I, I, you know, I it was ambitious when Murph suggested it a little while back, but I had no doubt that given the time and planning, you could get everybody. I mean, I haven't really done anything. Murph has got everybody in a group chat. He's done all the organising, everything like that. So, Murph, thank you very much, my man. Right, boys, I'm going to drop the mic. Sparky, pleasure having you back. No problem, Murph. I will see you next week. You will, mate. Well, actually, we've got a guest uh, podcast, although depending on which way we order this, it might come out first, it might not. Considering this took so long, I'm suggesting the guest is probably going to be out either tonight or tomorrow, and then this monster is going to be out towards the end of the week. I think that's probably fair. There's a little bit of editing to do here, but... I've got some downtime at college tomorrow to burn, and then I've got a hospital appointment, which could take 20 minutes or could take 10 hours. Depends on how orthopedics go at St. George's. So, Rush Nation, with that being said, until next week, don't forget, keep rushing. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.